going on guys this is gary it is the 16th of june which means one thing it's father's day so happy father's day to all the dads out there i know a lot of countries celebrate father's day on this day and others don't um but even if your country doesn't we wish you a very happy father's day unfortunately i am not spending it with my son josh he's away at camp but he will be back for next episode uh, it's the one time a year that he doesn't focus specifically um, on football. So he does play some at this camp, but it's more of an all-sports camp. So he'll also play American football and baseball and basketball, <clears throat> I believe a little tennis, some swimming. There's a track meet. So, you know, it's a nice break for him uh, from all of the football-exclusive work that he does. And he does do a lot of work. So we're going to talk about a few things today. And I first, I should say, please check us out on Instagram. The handle is at Let's Talk Soccer. If you haven't already followed us, please do. Um, we're hovering a little over 26,000 followers. And of course, we would love to see that grow. Um, and like we have every season, as soon as uh, Fantasy Premier League opens up, we will create a league and we want you to join. We had over 5,000 teams in our league this past season. And of course, we would like to surpass that um, for the 2019-20 season. Speaking of the new season, the upcoming season, the fixtures were very recently announced. They were released just a few days ago. And uh, let's go ahead and explore those a little bit. Let's do the. I'm going to do all 10 of the opening weekend matches. So for week one, and we'll see if anything catches our fancy. <clears throat> First up, there is one match on Friday, the 9th of August. That is Norwich visiting Liverpool. Not necessarily the way that the Canaries want to come back into the Premier League. Um, you know, if Liverpool pick up the form that they had uh, at the end of this past season, or maybe are even a little bit better, uh, that could be a very scary uh, first match for Norwich. All right, and then on Saturday the 10th, we have um, a number of matches. Uh, first up, we've got West Ham versus Man City. See if the, the league champs can uh, continue their run there. Bournemouth take on Sheffield United, another newly promoted team, Burnley and Southampton, Crystal Palace and Everton, I think that might be a good game, Leicester City and Wolves, I think should be a really good game, Watford, Brighton, and then the final of the three newly promoted teams, Austin Villa, go to Spurs. Be interesting to see how they start the season, Spurs that is. And then on Sunday, the 11th of August, we have two games. We've got Newcastle and Arsenal. Newcastle, if you remember, uh, were looking good the second half of the season. And I think that um, they've got a renewed energy. There's been rumors that, um, that the cousin of um, Man City's owner, the Sheik, um, 
may purchase the team. And if he does, of course, that influx of money could bear some tasty fruit for Newcastle. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. And then uh, Chelsea at Manchester United. Uh, A new look Chelsea. No Eden Hazard. And then today, of course, was announced that Sarri has been relieved of his duties. He asked to transfer. So not that he got sacked. Um, but was at, he asked to leave, uh, and he will become the new manager of Juventus. So Chelsea, um, as of the recording of this podcast, without a manager, and um, you can imagine that there will be a big name to take that spot. And then Manchester United could be different looking. Uh, and we'll get into rumors, uh, transfer rumors in a minute, but... Um, it seems like Pogba wants out of Manchester United. So um, that team, you know, even aside from uh, Pogba potentially leaving, needs to change things up. We saw how after sort of the initial um, gloss of OGS taking the reins <clears throat> wore off, uh, what kind of shape they were in, and that needs to change the uh, the board and the fans will have none of that this coming season. So I'd expect a uh, a new and improved uh, Man U and Chelsea, for that matter. All right, so then let's just, we're going to sort of go through a little deeper into the season and see, um, you know, some, some of the bigger matches that catch our eye. So in week two, it looks like, and that's the 17th of August, we've got Man City and Spurs. So already both teams with a very big match um, against each other. Let's see where else we go. All right, so uh, the 31st of August, Spurs at Arsenal. So uh, in the month of August, Spurs <clears throat> have a couple of doozies to contend with. So that could really set the tone for their season one way or the other. Uh, we know that, um, you know, especially when you're vying for the top two or three spots, um, one loss can devastate uh, what you're trying to accomplish for the season. 21st of September, Chelsea host Liverpool. Of course, Liverpool, as of right now, are, of course, the probably overwhelming favorites. Although, depending on who Chelsea bring in and who their manager is, um, that perspective could shift some. Uh, Manchester United versus Arsenal on the 28th of September. So a lot of good fixtures uh, early in the season. What else have we here? Let's see. We've got Manchester United and Liverpool. So Manchester United with a couple of difficult ones, um, you know, for over a two or three week span there. Uh, Man U and Liverpool on the 19th of October. So that's kind of a big one. Liverpool and Spurs. So it looks like, yeah, Liverpool go from Manchester at Manchester United the 19th of October to um, where did they go to hosting Spurs on the 26th of October so just a week later 
challenging schedule for some of these teams, for sure. I think Leicester City and Arsenal on the 9th of November could be a good one. On that same day, the 9th of November, put it in your calendars now. Liverpool host Man City. That will be a hell of a game, I would think. Or at least just the hype building up. And then the week after that, Man City are at home to Chelsea. So um, looks like a lot of these top teams, top five, top seven teams, um, have a couple of really tough fixtures in a row in this first half of the season. Let's see if we can find... So we've got Man U and Spurs on the 3rd of December. We've got... The first of two Manchester derbies, uh, the first one at Man City on the 7th of December. The following week, Man City are at Arsenal. Man, there's not going to be a dull moment. Everton host Arsenal on the 21st of December. Spurs host Chelsea on that same day. Arsenal play Chelsea on the 28th of December. I'm getting super excited for this. On New Year's Day, man, you are at Arsenal. Are you getting excited for the season out there? I definitely am with some of these fixtures. Liverpool at Spurs on the 11th of January. And then Man U at Liverpool on the 18th of January. Arsenal at Chelsea on the 22nd of January. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Man U at Chelsea on the 8th of February. Also, now that I'm talking about February, uh, during that week, I think it's around the 8th and the 15th, there will be a mid-season break, the first ever. Um, So there will be some downtime um, in the Premier League schedule in the middle of February, I believe it is. We posted that announcement on our Instagram page. 22nd of February, Spurs travel to Chelsea. Man City go to Leicester City on that same day. Man U at Everton on the 29th of February. Arsenal at Man City on that day. Wolves at Spurs that day. Everton at Chelsea on the 7th of March. Second Manchester Derby. Man City at Man U on the 7th of March. So both Manchester derbies will be out of the way early in the season, whereas uh, we had one quite late this past season. Uh, Liverpool at Everton on the 14th of March. Man U at Spurs on the 14th of March. Man City at Chelsea on the 21st of March. My goodness. Looks like the schedulers um, put, especially for these top teams, put two difficult matches back-to-back. Okay, so here we go. Let's follow this for a second. So in a 
I think it's a four-week span. Let's see. Four-week span. 7th of March, Man City go to Man U. So Manchester Derby on the 7th of March. 14th, Man City at home to Burnley. That's okay. A week later, where'd it go? Man City go to Chelsea. So two out of three weekends facing one of the top clubs. So that's the 21st of March. On the 4th of April, Man City are at home to Liverpool. So three out of four weekends, just a bear of a schedule for the defending champs. All right, I think if I go any deeper into the season, uh, my head's going to pop because this is super exciting stuff. Um, But what you can do is you can go to um, the... Insta stories, uh, not the ones in our main Insta stories, but the highlights uh, right above the post. You can go there and you'll find a post that um, links to the new schedule. So you can see all the matches if you so choose. And again, our Instagram handle is at Let's Talk Soccer. Okay, let's talk transfer rumors for a moment. So we posted this this morning. Apparently, um, Pogba was speaking to some Japanese outlets and basically said um, the time has come for a new challenge. So um, seems like uh, in not so subtle a way is saying that it's time to leave Manchester United. Um, and the rumor is that he's um, sought after at Real Madrid. So um that team would make, uh, between him and Hazard, make uh, quite the the improvement there. And, of course, Zidane has to go spending some money in order to um, live up to the expectations that, um, that Real Madrid supporters and their board have and their president has. Um, Pogba also... Um, apparently sought after by Juventus and and may um, want to go back to Juve as well. And I think that would involve a five-person transfer on the Juve side in order to to acquire enough money, um, enough value to be able to go out and buy Pogba from Manchester United. So I think that... um, It could be a little bit of a battle between the two, and it'd be interesting to see which Pogba chooses if both teams do indeed go after him. Looks like Juventus are prepared to offer $30 million for Trippier, um, which I think some Spurs fans would would enjoy and others wouldn't. Um, You know, of course, it's rumored now that Sarri is gone that Lampard could be up for the Chelsea managerial job, which I think would be a phenomenal story. I mean, he's very well respected. He's obviously a pretty good manager and um, and has a lot of history at Chelsea, of course. So some really interesting uh, potential transfers on the horizon. Of course, everything's just rumors until... Um, you know, it's reported otherwise, but, um, you know, this is a great time of summer. And I do think that a lot of the big clubs will need to make big moves. Um, Real Madrid did not live up to expectations this summer. Uh, Manchester United, of course, didn't. Chelsea, um, can't 
really, uh, with the transfer ban, although they uh, are reportedly appealing that. Um, but if not, then they're kind of stuck with what they got, and hopefully Pulisic can come in and um, get the help get the job done for the Blues. Lastly, I want to talk about the Women's World Cup, and hopefully you've been watching it. It has been extremely exciting. Um, some very high scores from some of the top teams, and just the quality of play and the passion from these women is um, is exactly what you'd expect in a World Cup. Um, let's see, of course, the U.S. Uh, beat Thailand recently. I believe it was uh, 13 to zero, and of course caught some grief for running up the score, and uh, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, goal differential does count in the group stages. Now, um, 13 goals is a lot, of course, but you never know, especially with um, some of the other, uh, with Sweden especially, in their group. So um, better to err on the side of caution. Uh, actually, Sweden had seven has seven goals for um, themselves right now. So um, not a low score by any means. Poor Thailand got beat up by the U.S. and then today got beat up by Sweden. Um, but and I love this. Thailand scored one goal today against Sweden, and you could see how much it meant to that team, to their fans, to their coaches. And I just thought. It was a pretty amazing story. So what I thought I'd do here is go through um, group by group, groups A through F, and just uh, take a look at the current standings. All right, group A. France lead the way with six points. They are two wins out of their two games, uh, a goal differential of five. Norway are in second place in that group with three points, a goal differential of two. Nigeria also with three points. Um, I should say Norway and Nigeria both with one win and one loss. Nigeria with a negative one goal differential. And then um, South Korea with no points and does not look like they will be advancing out of the group stages. Group B is Germany, Spain, China, and South Africa, and they, they are in that order in terms of standings. Uh, Germany, two matches played and two wins. Goal differential of just two. Uh, six points, however. Spain are one win, one loss. A plus one goal differential and three points. China, also like Spain, one win, one loss. They are a at an even goal differential, so they're at zero with three points in South Africa. Uh, with two losses. Group C, Italy leads the way, two wins and no losses. They have a plus six goal differential and six points. Brazil stunned the other night uh, by Jamaica. No, can't be Jamaica. By Australia, I believe. Um, they are one win, one loss, uh, a plus two goal differential and just three points for them. Australia also with three points. They are also one win, one loss, zero goal differential. And Jamaica uh, with two losses and zero points. Group D, England looking good. 
two wins, zero losses, a plus two goal differential, and six points to take uh, the top spot in their group. Japan behind them with four points, one win, one draw, plus one goal differential. Argentina, one draw, one loss. So they've got one point in their group and a negative one goal differential. And Scotland uh, with a negative two goal differential and uh, two losses for zero points. Group E, the Netherlands looking good. Watch them play yesterday. And uh, two matches played, two wins, a plus three goal differential and six points. Canada also with two wins in their group. Um, and a plus three goal differential uh, with six points. Cameroon, two losses with zero points, and the same goes for New Zealand. And then lastly, Group F with the U.S. with two wins, six points, and the plus 16 goal differential. Uh, most of that, of course, coming from the win against... Thailand, Sweden also uh, two wins and a plus six goal differential and six points. They looked sharp today against Thailand. Chile with two losses. They actually lost their second game to the U.S. today. Um, A negative five goal differential and zero points. And then Thailand um, with two losses and zero points. So that's it from the Women's World Cup. Super exciting stuff. Um, if you haven't watched it, do. I'm a little bit disappointed that there is no fantasy Women's World Cup. I think there should be. Why should it be any different than the Men's World Cup? I think a lot of us would have played it. Um, anyway, I think that's going to do it for this Father's Day edition of the Let's Talk Soccer podcast. Remember to check us out on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Shoot us some DMs. It's been quiet on the DM front. We're lonely. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we will keep posting um, content. And then as soon as uh, the start of the Premier League season is announced, we will not only post that and let y'all know, but we will also um, create a public league for everyone to join and looking forward to that. So until next time, this is Gary and I say peace and goodbye.